0: I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. I'm absolutely begging you, give me seven of these. Give me seven games of the Boston Celtics versus the Sacramento Kings. What a finish to tonight's game, and I guess it's poetic justice. Just as the Boston Celtics lost by one point at the Golden 1 Center eight days ago, The Sacramento Kings lose tonight at the TD Gardens by one point, just as the shot at the buzzer did not fall for Marcus Smart in Sacramento, California. The shot at the buzzer did not fall for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Man, we were treated to some great basketball here tonight. I'm sorry I sound so enthused. I'm a basketball fan, and that was a hell of a... Of a basketball game. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast, presented by Hootball and the Hootball Podcast Network. I am Damian Barling, and I am so happy that you are here with us. I'm so happy you decided to download stream, and I am so happy that you decided to listen to us here. Again, another fantastic basketball game between the Boston Celtics and the Sacramento Kings. Give me an NBA finals made up to these two teams. We don't have no De'Aaron Fox, we don't have no Marvin Bagley the third. We don't have no Kimball Walker, but we were still treated uh, to two games of magnificent basketball in which absolutely nothing was settled. Uh, the score is dead even. I don't even, what, what, was it 100 to 99? Is that right? What, was that the Was that the score at the Golden One Center, 100 to 99? So that would make the, uh, the, the season total between the two, what would it be, 102 to 102? Man, or uh, 202 to 202. This was fun stuff, man. Buddy Heald was absolutely insane tonight. That third quarter was something special. 41 points. This, of course, after uh, 35, eight days ago at the Golden 1 Center, he has scored a combined, let's see, my math is horrible. I hate trying to do math on the spot. Is that 76 points in the two games against the Celtics? 11 of 21 uh, from three. That's a career high. Uh, 41 points for Buddy Heald. That is a career high. He had 11 points at halftime. He had 21 in the third quarter alone. And that was the buddy healed quarter, no doubt about it. There's a lot of again, this game just ended. You know I record these podcasts as soon as the game ends, so I'm 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 riding high right now. That was watching we were watching some great basketball here, but there are some things to take away from this game that aren't in the, you know, most positive sense here. Uh, for the Sacramento Kings. It has to do mostly uh, with the defensive end of the ball, but just to kind of run over a couple of things here again, the Boston Celtics win 103 to 102. The Sacramento Kings, they fall to seven and nine. The Boston Celtics, they move to a 12 and four, and the Sacramento Kings will take on the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Of course, we'll be with you immediately following that game there on Thanksgiving Eve, which is not a phrase that has ever caught on. You know what is amazing? I'm just looking at the box score right now. I'm looking at Buddy Heal's numbers. 15 of 26 from uh, the field. Eight, 11 of 21 from the three-point three line. He had 41 points. He shot one free throw. One. that Okay, so that, that makes what he did. That makes the 41 points all that more impressive, the fact that he did it without And he didn't even make it. He didn't even make the free throw. So we did it without any free baskets. But I also point that out because that's a problem. Your buddy healed. You got to be at the foul line. But given the fact that he took 15 shots, 11 of them were, of them were threes. It, by the way, th- there's no chance that the Boston Celtics are celebrating this victory. There's no chance Brad Stevens is celebrating this victory. I guarantee you the first thing he said and he got in the locker room, hey, good job, fellas. Great win. Can anybody in this room... Can anyone in this locker room explain to me how the hell Buddy Heald got open midway through the third quarter on through the rest of the game? How did that happen? Because you keep looking at this game like as the third quarter was developing and Buddy was hitting bucket after bucket after bucket. you Think, okay, that's impressive. It's 21 points in the third quarter. That's, that's good stuff. Fourth quarter gets here and you're thinking, okay, well, Bogey's not shooting the ball well. Of course, he hit a, a, a timely three there. Uh, towards the end of the game. But he, he wasn't shooting the ball well. And all you had to be thinking if you were the Boston Celtics. All you had to be thinking if you were Brad Stevens was. Hey. If you're in white and green. Don't allow Buddy to catch the ball. Simple as that. Marcus Smart. One of the best defenders in the league. No joke. Marcus Smart. Not trying to be funny here. One of the smartest defenders in the league. One of the smartest players in the league. Period. How did Buddy get open? At all. In the fourth quarter. This is the game to walk away where I think, hey, I mean, again, Kings fans, you, you always want to win. But this was some great basketball. Luke Walton, he, I don't imagine that he's very pleased with this. Because, again, the Boston Celtics, they were out, they were without Kimball Walker. The, the, the Kings were in striking distance. A lot of the things that they did right, it was the second night of a back-to-back against a really tough team. Again, the Boston Celtics are 12-4. and four. Not that Luke Walton's going to be, you know, kicking up dust angry about how this went. But they were in... You know, position to win this game. Uh, they were only 10 of fifteen from the line. They lost by one point. 10, Ten of fifteen from the stripe. Boston Celtics, they were 20 of 23. man, that's a big difference right there. Uh, the Celtics, they couldn't hit a three to save their life. And that looked like the story there in the first game. It kind of was the, the the game was really developing, particularly there in the first quarter. I would even say through the through, through the whole first half. It was kind of developing the same way the game against the Washington Wizards did on Sunday night. The Kings were awful from the three point line. Again, they were they were just a disaster, just like they were on Sunday night. Uh, they weren't They weren't as dominant as they were in the paint, but they were making that push to get going in the paint very early. The Kings took a twenty two to nineteen lead into the second quarter, and you know, the two teams. And this kind of continued for the Boston Celtics. It very much did not continue for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, but the two teams through that first quarter, they combined to shoot three of seventeen from three. Ten turnovers combined. It was a very ugly uh, start to this game. And, and, and again, it kind of had that similar feel, similar feel to the game against Washington, where the uh, the Kings they're 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 going to kind of. Uh, what what was the term Luke Walton used on Sunday night? Break the paint. It was really important for us to break the paint. And it looks like that, that that's that's what they were attempting to do. At some point in the third quarter, Buddy Heald said, you know, this whole break the paint thing, it ain't for your boy. And they keep leaving me open. So I had a solid first half with 11 points, but I'm going to go ahead and open things up here a little bit in the third quarter in play after play after play. Buddy Heald has got to be one of the most dangerous players in the NBA when he gets hot. Like, Buddy is an elite. I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, what's the proper term for Buddy Heald? Like, is he an elite scorer or is he just an elite shooter? Like, Buddy's not a playmaker. That's not what he does. And we've seen that in recent games. Uh, He's not a, I don't think he's a, you know, a complete player. He's, he's, he, I think he has the ability to be a very good defender. And I think we have seen him play a one defense on a number of occasions, but what would you classify buddy as? Is he a, a elite scorer or just an elite shooter? I don't know which one of those you want to classify him as, but whatever one it is, it's elite. He's in a rare category. He's, he's in a category that very, very few others are in. And when he gets hot, man, he is untouchable. And we have seen him get hot a couple of times this season. Hell we've seen him get hot a couple of times this season against the Boston Celtics alone. Uh, And tonight was something special. Uh, Let's head out to Luke Walton and hear what he has to say after this one Oh three to one Oh two loss to
1: to show improvement as a group. Uh, I thought the last six minutes of the second quarter is really where we, uh, we lost that game tonight, Uh, but we bounced back tough environment, but back, you know, back end of a back-to-back and gave ourselves a chance to win and uh, you know in an nba season it's a long brutal season that's a lot most nights that's that's all you're really asking for is a chance at the end and we we had a chance so uh, proud of the effort our guys put out i know that buddy's not gonna really be able to enjoy this one but a career high of 41 points for him 11 three pointers um just
0: speak a little bit on on what he was able to do in the second night of a back to back he
1: he got his rhythm going um, and, but he's an incredible shooter and I think uh, you know we as a team know when he gets hot let's let's find him so a lot of it you know you got to give the, the, the his teammates credit to uh, as well um, you know whether he's coming you know coming off of down screens or pin aways or whatnot but he really showed uh a, a nice ability getting to the rim tonight, uh, which is something we want to continue to work on. He's got good size. Uh, he's athletic. So uh, it was, you know, he he had a individually he had a he had a really really impressive game tonight for us. But like you said, we w- we won't enjoy that because uh, the team the team lost. But what we will do is uh, continue to to get better. And I thought tonight was another example of, of that. Um, with with all things considered,
0: what's your approach on it when you? Have- have someone like that that's having such a big night because um, there was a stretch there of about four or five possessions late in the fourth where he didn't even touch the ball. Um, do you kind of say, hey, you know, we're going to take what the defense gives us. We're not going to kind of force it in there, or or do you try and set up plays
1: specifically? Well, his team his teammates know to look for him. But a lot of times, if someone's as hot as he is, you know, someone else is going to get wide open because it, they're they're not going to leave him. And I thought uh, our guys did a really nice job of finding him when they did. I mean, Bogey had a cross court pass. I think. It was bogey that had it that was beautiful to him late in the fourth. Um, you know, bogey came off and hit a three late because again they're they're locked in to uh, to buddy and look it's to, to win in this league it takes a team so it, we're gonna keep looking for him but we need we need everyone to step up and make plays and again I thought we did it tonight we just you know we we didn't score the last one but we gave ourselves a chance. <laughs> I'm with the Paper New Hampshire. Just wondering, I know he didn't play tonight. Just a quick word on Wenyon and how he's been able to develop and grow into a guy who can earn a spot on the roster. He's been great. He was in, in Sacramento all summer, working hard every day, uh, a ton of energy, um, great teammate. Everything you ask somebody to do, uh, he's done every single day since we've been there. So uh, he earned that spot. You know, it was uh, it was nice to be able to give, reward him with the, you know, the actual contract as opposed to the two-way that he was on. And uh, works hard, good guy, good teammate.
0: Thanks, so, buddy's uh, talked about the shots haven't been falling the way he liked this year. Oh, Tonight was it just a matter that those shots started falling. Or did you do some different things and maybe get him different
1: looks? No, I, um, we're always trying to get him looks. You know, one of the things we're always talking to him about is listen. You know we feel anytime you come off you're open that's a good shot for us so uh, obviously it's easier to get 20 one of those up when you're when you're hitting 11 of them uh, but it's uh, we didn't do anything anything different uh, tonight he just he got a rhythm going
0: Dude, is how tough. there's Luke Walton yeah, buddy, there, uh, addressing the media I want to bring up something uh, that Luke Walton mentioned there uh, just a moment ago he talked about the final six minutes of the second quarter, uh, you can really uh, boil it down just a little bit further. or Boil it down probably is the wrong term. You could uh, you could probably even uh, shrink it down a little bit further and go into the to really the last three and a half minutes. Uh, Kings, at one point there in that second quarter, they were up by 11. Uh, and before you knew it, they were down by seven. The, the Celtics went on a 15-2 run to take the lead back. Overall, they went on a 25-7 run uh, to close out the final quarter. And, you know, Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics, they pride themselves in defense. It wasn't really a a, a solid defensive effort. It it, it certainly wasn't bad, but the Kings were sloppy. The Kings were really sloppy there. As Luke Walton said in in the final six minutes of the game, I really saw it as the final, or excuse me, the final six minutes of of the half. I really saw it as the final three and a half minutes where things just completely fell apart for them. And that is where they played. That's where they played their sloppiest basketball, at least in my opinion. Uh, not just tonight, but probably in the last couple of nights as well. Uh, and I'm glad Luke Walton pointed that out. I had that here in my notes, but I, I'm afraid I'm so amped up coming off of that game, uh, I, I would have forgotten to mention it. But it is a it, that that point in the game is a really pivotal part of the story. It's a really pivotal part of the story that was, uh, you know, the final 103-102 score was that final. Uh, three and a half to to, to six minutes, as, as Coach Luke Walton said. There, it was the that that final stretch in the first half that that put the Kings in a, in, a, in a tough position. Now they bounce back quickly, uh, which is why it's hard to kind of make heads or tails of of runs because this really, you know, basketball. They, it's so cliche in the world of sports. You hear it all the time. It, basketball is a game of runs. You don't get too you don't get too high or too low when your team is up or down ten or even 12 or, or or 14 in some cases. Cuz you know in almost all certainty it's I I feel like it's more rare for the team not to make a run than it is team for, than it is for the team to actually make a run and the Kings in the in the perfect example, the Kings closed out the first quarter incredibly strong. I think on a 13-3 run. That was the first quarter. Again, the second quarter, uh, fifteen to two, as high as twenty-five to seven over the course of the last three and a half minutes there in the third, and then they opened it in the third with uh, I think it was like maybe maybe a 0 start, nine-two start. The Kings were right back in it. Things were things were going their way right there at the beginning of the third quarter, and then Buddy got hot, and then we had a hell of a ball game the rest of the way. Uh, we saw the Celtics get up a little bit. I don't think the Kings ever really. Uh, uh, I don't think, neither team really took a, a commanding lead. It was, a, again, it was a lot like, it was a lot like uh, Sunday against Washington. The largest lead of the game was 11. It was by the Kings, and we just referenced it there. It was early in the second quarter, or midway through the second quarter. Uh, but the Celtics took that away, and they took it away quickly. Celtics got up by as many as seven. Other than that, man, it was just, it was just back and forth. Another really impressive note uh, that I was looking at as uh, Luke Walton was speaking right there is Buddy Heald, obviously, a tremendous night for him. He shot, I I keep pointing out how many threes he hit. He hit 11. He took 21. That is a James Harden figure. Like, he took 21 three-pointers tonight, which also says something, to go back to what I was saying about Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics. It says something that Buddy Heald had 21 looks at the basket. Probably pretty clean looks at the basket that he was able to get those three-pointers off. Uh, another impressive note here. I, I, I don't know. I guess it's impressive. It caught my attention. But he shot 21 threes. The Kings as a team, they shot 47. They were 18 of 47 from three-point range. The Boston Celtics were 7 of 30. How amazing is that? The Kings hit 11 more threes than the Boston Celtics did. And they lost by one. I'm not going to do the math, but they hit 11 more threes and they lost by one. How did this even happen? Is it feel go- it, it's it's the free throw line. There's the difference right there, the free throw line. The 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 Celtics shot or I should say the Celtics made 10 more three uh free free throws than the uh than the Sacramento Kings did uh and hit just one more field goal. Man, what a night that this was. Um points in the paint. That was another problem for the Sacramento Kings. I, I mentioned the first quarter looked a lot like the Wizards game, where it was like, hey, they're going to, we're, we're, we're going to, and I'm going to use this term now, I think, for the rest of the season, break the paint. There was obviously a conscious effort there at the beginning of uh, the Wizards game. And I believe that, and, and it kind of held through uh, until midway through the fourth quarter when the Kings started hitting three pointers. But tonight, I thought in the first quarter, they were making a conscious effort to work the ball uh, in the middle. Now, when Buddy Heald gets hot, you ride that out. But they were outscored in the paint, 50-26. to 26. That is a dramatic number, especially when you consider 12 of those 26-point paints were scored in the first quarter. So they were just absolutely run out of the building uh, when it comes to two points in the paint. And we saw a Harry Giles sighting. I guess that's of note as well. He played... Uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, he didn't play at all uh, versus Washington. He hasn't seemed to play many minutes lately. He was pretty, I mean, he was effective, I guess, on the offensive end. Uh, but he really struggled defensively. And I don't know that, and I guess that that's the note right there. Like his, you know, buddy, uh, excuse me, Luke Walton was very, you know, hey, it's a tough night of a back-to-back. We, we you know we had ourselves in position to 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 win the game you know we were around late we had the final possession of the ball or we had the final uh, possession with the ball we just weren't able to get the shot to to drop he was taking a you know a very you know positive approach there to that like okay uh, it's a good look uh, but when it's time to break down this film and i don't know that they're going to get to do that anytime soon because they got the Philadelphia 76ers coming up on Wednesday but they didn't play well defensively and I think more than anything else, I think, I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich missed, missed a whole bunch of threes. Um, team team didn't play particularly well in the paint, as we just just noted there uh, a few moments ago. Namanya Bielita, who was really good the other night, he was one of seven. Uh, a double-double for Rashawn Holmes the other night, not so much tonight. Uh, eight points and just five rebounds. They were absolutely dominated Inside, another solid effort, by the way, I guess I should point this out as we've been focusing so much on Buddy Heald, another really solid effort on the offensive end from Harrison Barnes, 20 points for him tonight. But they just, no one had more. Who led the, Nemanja Bielica led the team in rebounding. He had six. He had six, man, that's a, that's a problem. They were only out rebounded by two, but the reason that is, is they were dominated on the inside. 11 offensive rebounds for the Boston Celtics. And, you know, you they, they didn't get that presence inside. And, the you know, the note that I think Luke Walton is going to take away from this game is that they just didn't play well defensively, uh, which is something that that didn't – it's really something that hasn't happened for for a couple of games now. I thought they played really well defensively against the Washington Wizards. I know the Washington Wizards aren't an elite team, but Bradley Beal is an elite scorer. He's the second-leading scorer in the league. They had him 10, 10 points under his average. Uh, Isaiah Thomas has had the ability – uh, when Bradley uh, when Bradley Beale has been on lockdown to get the ball and and, and make some things happen uh, for his team. And he wasn't able to do that last night. That's a credit. Uh, he wasn't able to do that Sunday night. And that's a credit to, to what the Sacramento Kings were doing defensively. We have seen the Sacramento Kings have some really good defensive efforts lately. Uh, but I don't think that this was one of them. Uh, particularly with the fact that, again, uh, again uh, 103 points doesn't seem like a lot of points to give up. But you got to remember also... Uh, Kemba Walker wasn't out there on the floor. And I know the Sacramento Kings, they certainly have their absences as well, but they've been able to play solid defense in the absence of De'Aaron Fox. And they've been playing, you know, seven and nine here at this point in the, in the season without Marvin Bagley for all, but the first loss of the year to, to, to the Phoenix Suns. So I think that's, and, and again, I don't know. I don't know when this film is going to be broken down. I don't know if they're going to break it down, you know, tomorrow morning. I don't know if they're going to look at it before the, the 76ers game in terms of things that they need to improve on, because I imagine that the 76ers are, they're going to want to do a lot of what the Boston Celtics did tonight in terms of frustrating the Kings inside the paint. You know, we had this, we had this game where the leading rebounder had just six rebounds. There's a very real possibility that when we're back here talking on Wednesday night, win or lose post game for the Sacramento Kings, that that, that's going to be another statistic there. Uh, because that's it. We all. We, I mean, that's that's the story of the two thousand nineteen twenty Philadelphia seventy sixers. They some big boys. Their point guard. <laughs> their point guard is big. You know, they added first ballot Hall of Good player Al Horford. Like that. Those are, those are some guys. You know, you getting points in the paint. I don't know that that's going to happen on Wednesday night. I, I think you may very well see a you know breakdown similar. Uh, to what you saw tonight in terms of uh, rebounding edge going to the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, points in the paints edge uh, going down to the, to, to the Philadelphia 76ers. It's just, you know, tonight wasn't Bogdan Bogdanovich's night. Can he get hot? You know, he was 5 of 20. He was two of, two, 2 of 13. Can he get hot against Philly? Can Buddy do it again on the road, get hot against Philly? Can Rashawn Holmes have an impact? Who will be the guy to step up for the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday? Uh, Buddy Heal did it tonight. Uh, they fell just a point short of tying the game. Fell two points short of winning it, uh, but it was a hell of a ball game to watch as a basketball fan. And really, you know, the Kings are overachieving. Kings are 7-9 and nine right now in, 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 what is it, 7-4 seven, seven and four over the course of their last 11 games. And they're, they're playing without De'Aaron Fox and they're playing without Marvin Bagley. I don't want to minimize Marvin Bagley at all. Uh, but I don't, I don't think he's the tone setter for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is, and for them to play uh, this length of period without their tone setter uh, and to play the way that they have is a testament to Luke Walton, it's a testament to the coaching staff, and it's a testament to these players buying in to what they're doing on a day-to-day basis with no crowds around, uh, with no audience around, with no media members around, all that stuff Luke Walton was talking about at the beginning of the year that frustrated the hell out of me and frustrated the hell out of a lot of us when he was talking about when he was preaching patience, when you know he was trying to put pace on the back burner and he was talking about defense. The one thing we know, and I think we can say this now, sixteen games into the season, the team of last year, Dave Yeager's running gun team, it's dead, and that's okay. It's they're done. I would argue. This 7-9 and nine team, and I don't remember where the Kings were last year, 16 years into the season. Forgive me, I probably should have looked that up before making this remark. I think this team is better. I think I said that the other day, and I, I I do a couple of podcasts a day, and I really can't remember what podcast I said it on. But I think this version of the Sacramento Kings 16 games into the season is better than last year's version of the Sacramento Kings 16 games into the season. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I think the way that they're playing right now is significantly more sustainable than anything that they did last year. Again, that is a credit to Luke Walton and his coaching staff, and that is a credit to the players who are buying in to what they're doing on a day-to-day basis at practice. Uh, So a hell of a ball game tonight. Um, A hell of a performance from Buddy Heald. Uh, These guys played good ball tonight. These guys played great basketball tonight and. You know, I'm a basketball fan before anything else, and they entertained the absolute hell out of me in these two games in the last eight days against the Boston Celtics. Uh, so big ups to the Celtics, Brad Stevens, and his phenomenal coaching staff. Wink, wink. And big ups to the Sacramento Kings and the phenomenal job that they have done against the Celtics over these two games and, and, and over the start of this four-game road trip. Uh, they got one game left. It would be really nice to see them Get a win against the Philadelphia 76ers, but, you know, this is going to be a tough one. They always say that last game of the road trip, and this isn't a super long road trip, but it is, it's a tough one. You know, they've had to, they had to deal with Brooklyn. Uh, they had to deal with, uh, you know, a, a very game, if you will, Washington team. Uh, of course, the Celtics, and, and, and now they're going to head off to Philadelphia before coming back home for a couple of games. Uh, we appreciate you so much for tuning in, man. We're not going to be gone long. we got another game Wednesday night. Immediately following the Boston Celtics, or excuse me, immediately following the Philadelphia 76ers and the Sacramento Kings. We'll be back with some more post-game show. If you got any thoughts on tonight's game, if you got any thoughts on tonight's show, make sure you shoot us a message here at 916 888-5898 if you haven't rated and reviewed us yet please do particularly there on apple podcast i know i'm a broken record when it comes to this type of stuff but i promise you it is really really important if you could just hit that five stars if you think the show is worth it that would be great if you got an extra 60 to 90 seconds to tell us how much you love the host with the melodious voice that would be fantastic as well either way man we appreciate you so much for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hootball and the Hootball Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast with Damian Barling. We will drop a brand new episode uh, tomorrow morning. And if you're a fitness enthusiast, you can check out my latest venture. It's called In the Game. It's a health and fitness podcast uh, that'll drop tomorrow morning as well. Again, thank you so much for being here. I am Damian Barling. We'll see you Wednesday night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.